Welcome to the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Fay. I started the Not A Mommy Yet blog and this podcast because I've always known I want to be a parent one day, and you might be listening because you feel the same. You may have also heard people with kids say things like, I wish I had known this before I had kids, or I wish I had done that. Hearing those comments made me think about the parts of my life I want to spend more time focusing on before I have kids in ways that will benefit me as a parent. So I started a list of people who can teach me about health, money, relationships, psychology, and more, and started interviewing them, and this podcast was born. Whether you plan to have kids or not, I think you'll find something interesting in this podcast for you. I hope you enjoy, subscribe, and maybe even share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. Today on the Not A Mommy Yet podcast, I am speaking with Dr. Amanda Cohen, or Dr. Amanda as her patients call her. Dr. Amanda is a board-certified Chinese medical physician who is passionate about helping her patients achieve optimal well-being. She holds a master's and a doctoral degree from Emperor's College of Traditional Oriental Medicine, specializing in integrative medicine. She also has a master's in health psychology from UC Irvine and a dual bachelor's degree in clinical psychology and cultural psychology from Cornell University. She practices at Source Point Wellness, which offers primary care from the East-West perspective, specializing in patient empowerment and healing the mind, body, and spirit to get to the source of health imbalances. They offer compressive treatment plans for the whole person and incorporate kind, compassionate, and complete care with acupuncture, Chinese herbs, functional medicine, nutrition, telemedicine, massage, cupping, shamanism, and Akashic record readings. Today is extra special because my best friend, Madison Young, the owner of Open Eye Crystals here in Los Angeles, and the reason I was fortunately introduced to Dr. Amanda, is joining us for our conversation. The three of us will be discussing, as Dr. Amanda calls it, preparing the palace, aka getting our bodies ready for pregnancy. Madison and I have plenty of questions for Dr. Amanda, including what she is doing herself to prepare her body for pregnancy as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Not A Mommy Yet. Here we go. Cool. Hi, Dr. Amanda. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Dr. Amanda Cohen. (laughs) Um, So for those of you watching and listening, I'm at Dr. Amanda through Madison, my best friend who's here with me today, because we're talking about something that's actually relevant to all of us, which is what Dr. Amanda loves to call, and I love it too now, is preparing the palace. So getting our bodies ready to get pregnant. Um, hopefully. (laughs) And, um, so we're going to kind of dive into what Dr. Amanda does first, and then we'll cover all different types of topics surrounding fertility and hormone balancing, pregnancy and postpartum. Oh, I'm so excited too. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so just to start off, I'd love for you to introduce what you do and kind of explain how you're a little bit different than an acupuncturist and a general physician. It's my understanding you're kind of a combination of the two or like beyond the combination of the two. I'd love to hear how you would describe yourself. Yeah. So I was definitely traditionally trained. I mean, I went to Cornell and uh, University and then UC Irvine. So by trade, I'm training. I'm very um, research focused, very science focused. Um, and I switched gears um, in my mid-20s and decided to pursue Chinese medicine. So basically that was my traditional training was in Chinese medicine, where we look at really looking at the body like a garden. So essentially, instead of a machine. So essentially, we're really trying 
to balance, um, we look at, you know, a lot of issues are because people are too depleted or have too many toxins or too much heat or too much cold or these different ways of looking at ways to balance the body. So I trained at Emperor's College in Santa Monica and, uh, you know, basically we, I do acupuncture, pain, um, herbal medicine. I trained um, also with cancer patients. I worked with Dr. Robert Chu. So I had a lot of experience getting really good at treating pain without causing pain <laughs> in the oh, process. Because I think some Important. people are afraid of acupuncture. Um, <laughs> and I, I ended up really, um, really getting, falling in love. I love acupuncture. I love herbs. I love making formulas. Um, and I just when I opened my, like kind of my, hung my shingle, so to speak, I really felt that I, I love Chinese medicine so much, but I really wanted to also really understand the body as a system from the Western perspective, because I think that that's really, really important. And I think that's just not really in the training that we get in Chinese medical school. And um, so I decided to pursue functional medicine. I studied that for about five years and basically looking at how everything's connected. So today we're talking a lot about fertility and hormones, but that's also really related to your, your endocrine system is really affected by your gut and your brain. And, um, you know, if you're fighting off a virus or you're too depleted, you know, so we look at all of these factors. So what I do is when people come to my office or I, I do virtual telemedicine all over the country in Canada, um, <laughs> is I do run labs for all of my patients. Um, so I really do, do like a deep dive into how, how, like the ins and outs of how everything's functioning, especially with fertility. I really do a comprehensive look at all aspects, what, what they've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I can do, it's really cool. I can look at labs and kind of know what Chinese herbs to use. That's really fun. That's where like magic happens. So I do, you know, essentially East and West, but then I do a lot of really esoteric, um, chakra balancing, sacred geometry, goddess acupuncture. That's kind of um, also my other like magic hat, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So I get like super nerdy with the labs. I get super nerdy with the formulas and the acupuncture, but then I also love doing magical things. And I also could do acupuncture virtually. So um, there's a lot of ways I can help people. And especially in this idea of really I have to say, Preparing the Palace, it was a course that I took. It was someone else's name, and I don't remember (laughs) what her name was. And it was so wonderful. It's always stuck in my head. This is like when I was still a student. Um, But I just, I have been preparing my palace for probably, (laughs) probably like five years, and we haven't even been trying very long at all. It's like Like, the most pristine palace. (laughs) What's that? It's the most pristine palace. It's five years in the making, baby. I know. Yeah. Maddie and I are like, let's start now and like let's also get pregnant in the next few months. <laughs> so we're kind of behind. We're rushing it. It's kind of where like some people want to get pregnant right away. Some people want to just like look at everything and just like put their best foot forward for both partners. I think, um, you know, and I really believe that really treating the mind, body, and spirit, and, and that's what we do in Chinese medicine. We look at all levels of people. And I think that I don't remember this one of your questions before, but just talking about that idea of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we do tend to hold it in our first and second chakras and really working on if that's the issue with some people, like kind of gently and safely move, like feeling safe in your body to be able to like hold. Um, so there's just other levels that, you know, of course there's labs and there's genetics and there's, you know, ultrasounds and um, all these things to look at and nutrition. But I think that 
paying attention to, to some of the deeper rooted issues um, can really make the whole experience just more joyful. Yeah, I think looking at the, like you said, the labs and all of the stuff on paper that kind of gives you some information about your body. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's like, it's it's not enough because I'm sure it's a good starting point to some degree. It does offer information, but I'm sh- I, I have heard of people needing more or finding out more in other ways about their bodies that ends up being the answer to what they're looking for and like ends up helping them kind of figure out how to get healthier even if on paper they seem very healthy obviously something is still off that needs to be um addressed so it's funny that you yeah sorry go ahead oh sorry oh no go ahead oh I was just gonna say Maddie and I were talking today actually about I was listening to a podcast on hormone health from the gutsy health podcast and they were talking about and I had never heard this before how like the pancreas holds guilt and like the breasts hold relationships and like different organs. Like I think the liver was anger. Like I don't really remember, but I, I was shocked. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that if we want to. I love yeah, that. <laughs> I would love to learn more about that. And I'm sure acupuncture and what you do helps maybe move that energy and kind of cleanse yeah, the body. Totally. And I think that's why, like, like I have a back, I have a master's in psychology. So I'm oh, like, cool. Like I spend my time like getting to know my patients, all of them, regardless. I mean, you know, a lot of them are fertility, but a lot of them are just, you know, I mean, so, so diverse mm-hmm. um, in terms of what I see, but I, regardless, I mean, I really spend time getting to know the person because there's no one answer for the same, the same symptom could have many root causes. And so it's, it's like getting to know the layers of the person that's sitting, you know, on the other side of the computer or at my table or whatever, uh, if they're in my office and just asking good questions and just really like holding space and like taking sort of inventory of yes, their health history, but like, what's their relationship? What's their environment like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, have they had any trauma? I would say 75% of my patients had significant trauma um, that they really carry in their bodies. And that's part of the work that we do. Um, you know, I, I think that, that really looking and, and really asking questions and, and not rushing and, um, really like having feedback and really making a plan together yeah. where it's like, do you understand like, okay, so say we run labs and like, I spend so much time reviewing labs with people. And since I'm a functional doctor, I don't look at it the same way that even endocrinologists do. I, I study, um, I practice, um, study, I'm, st- I'm always studying, um, but um, uh, and functional endocrinology. So essentially if hormones are not where they should be at or people are having anything from perimenopause to infertility to you know, raging PMS, bloating, you know, um, really understanding what is happening underneath that. So yes, there could be psychosocial, spiritual things, and that's addressed through the acupuncture. But then I look at things with the labs, like, you know, how's their blood sugar? Are they anemic? Mm -hmm. Do they have a gut infection? Um, What what are their heavy metals? Um, What are their food sensitivities that's creating the immune system working overtime? And so kind of looking at everything and then making it tangible and not like overwhelming and just being like, okay, this is all, all we can look at. And this and we're, what's cool about the acupuncture is day one, they're working with me, we're already starting. Mm-hmm. So even you know, it takes some time to get the lab. So I just think that to me, I'm, I'm even though I don't look at, I'm quite uh, type A, <laughs> um, not a perfectionist, but I'm definitely type A. Um, so I really like to do the research and like, like 
leave no stone unturned Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, I really want to make sure people are happy. And I think that people might come to me for fertility, but there might be also like some things like, like migraines or, you know, debilitating anxiety or insomnia or these other things that while we're working on the fertility, they get better because we're addressing root uh, causes. Yeah. So finding the um, root cause but yeah, yeah. makes all the difference in the world, especially if those, those other causes are causing the infertility or the fertility issues. Of course. But um, you can't, that's the thing is like, you can't take pills for trauma. You can't yeah. take, you know, like, Wouldn't that be great if we could? That would be I love so that. Bad. But, but I'm saying it, it'll help. There's everybody. an herb for that. Yeah. There's a crystal for that, actually. There's, yes, you can deal with crystals. crystals yes, there's a crystal for that. Um, but, nah, you know, I think that, that there is a lot of that. Um, Bruce Lipton, he wrote Biology of Belief. I actually haven't finished the book, but it's a very large book. But <laughs> the cells hold memories. And mm-hmm. so really, um, like, really just... I think the most important thing, whoever works with me is like, do they feel safe? Can they open up? Can they tell me everything? And can I just also be like super geeky science person and just like, you know, explain it to a way them to in a way that makes sense and also is not scary. Cause I think that I do see people that, you know, have inflammation or different things. I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to do this. And you know, we're going to do some anti-inflammatory points and do some fish oil or even primrose oil, you know, like just make it, um, because I, I, I have been in my life so traumatized by doctors. I've always had weird health things, um, and felt like unheard, dismissed, crazy. So it, to me, I'm like, no symptom is crazy. Like we'll figure it out. There's always a reason, but, um, I just really like it's important to me that people feel safe and not judge um, if, you know, they're doing things that maybe they know aren't healthy, but I like little like small steps, like, okay, that's awesome. You know, like you went for a walk today and, yeah. you know, so, so, so meeting people where they're at, but I think for fertility, um, just the question that you asked about, like the different organs storing emotions, that's for sure. Um, we're like the, the breasts, uh, that is the stomach meridian. So a lot of times it's people who are overgiving have a lot yeah, of breast issues because yeah. they're, yeah. So they like, you know, issues with receiving, giving too much depleted, always putting other people first. So and that's like breast you know, cancer. Um, it's like a lot of the women who, well, mostly it's women. It's like the mothers, right? The people who just continuously yeah. give without receiving. And that's when people come mm-hmm. into the store, um, people, whenever you know people come in for physical ailments and we've discussed this i don't like to prescribe any of that but one of the first things i go with what i ask i say well what what's going on and they go well you know this woman has breast cancer i'm like ah okay i'm not going to give you something for a physical ailment for that but i will give you a stone that's really great for self-love and boundaries because because you give too much and you need to start saying no yes so, yeah, you know, and that's, so that's one of the first things, but I mean, even when you're saying like storing things in, on a cellular level, there's this really great book. I'm not sure if we discussed it before, but it's called, it didn't start with you. It's all about epidemiology and about inherited oh. trauma. And so, and we were talking about this earlier too, how, um, even breast cancer, you're like, oh, well it's hereditary. It's like, well, also that trauma is hereditary. So you are continually, yeah. like, either it's a learned pattern or inherited pattern of you continuously giving without saying no, or, you know, holding a little bit of your own energy just for yourself. Um, and it's, it's just so interesting and in how it really is so stored and going back to your, your space. And for those who are listening or watching, you know, I'm a, I'm a patient of Dr. Amanda Cohen's and I'm actually seeing her tomorrow and I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, at 9am. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, and, uh, so 
And then I totally lost my point of my, my, my train oh, of thought. Oh, but it's oh, like no. the epidemiology. Heard a trauma. It didn't begin with you. Yeah, yeah. And it just—it's like how you can actually treat that. And one of the things in the book, they said the act, like they, they were studying um, uh, Holocaust survivors and how they actually were able to treat the trauma in an effective way through proven science in two ways. One of them was a massage, which I thought was really interesting coming from like a scientific perspective. And the other one is um, through reciting their story. So whether that's written down or it's out loud. So those are the two proven ways to cure trauma. And I think about your going to your um, source point wellness to your business where those conversations, like when you go through, you're like, okay, like what's going on? Yes, we'll go through all the, um, the, the physical body. But just like the other day when I saw you, I said, how are you doing? You do the QVCs and that takes so much energy. Like, how are you feeling? And that's like a question that you... And doctors never asked me that, you know, yeah. no one's ever said that. So it's like pairing these both things. And you also don't rush the process where you're like, and you hold space. And that's like, you know, you have the massage there too. So it really is this all encompassing moving out trauma. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, it's, it's truly <laughs> like a healing cocoon. Yeah. Even just talking and about it know, to such an extent. So happy Cause it's like, I really think that so much of when I created that space was I wanted people to feel really held. Like, I think that yes. um, I have wonderful people that work with me, but Marisol um, is, we've been together for like six years and she, she does cranial sacral massage, womb healing, yoni steams, and we are just a team and like a letter and we treat each other every week. And I literally feel mm-hmm. like we just hold each other and we hold our clients and patients. <clears throat> like you choked me up, Madison. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think it's so true. And, and I love what you said about the stored trauma because I, I think it was a O Magazine article I read of like a year ago or something. I still, I really like O Magazine. It's great. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, it was a, a similar about, uh, about the Japanese internment camps and how this woman had debilitating anxiety. Um, she was young, you know, she's maybe in her 20s, but it turned out that her grandmother... I think it was her grandmother, was in the internment camps and that they, they kind of linked it to once you cleared that trauma of that connection that she was she didn't have the anxiety anymore. And I think that um, a lot of us do hold, we have our lineage trauma that we hold um, and carry. Um, and I think a lot of people who, you know, empaths is a big word right now, uh, but there's just a lot of us. So I think we're all just have a word down to describe who we are. But I think that some of us have this agreement, like I'm going to come into this world and hold other people's pain, especially those that I love. And so I literally, with I had dudes with my mom and we're super close, but I had to like literally be like, I'm not holding this anymore totally. because I have so many pelvic issues and, and I can't treat her for acupuncture because I, every time I tap in, I tap back in. And so it's interesting, but I can treat my dad. It's really, it's really but it does it's interesting how the people that you love the most are kind of connected mm-hmm. and I don't know what you guys believe but I also do believe there's also past life trauma that totally. we store so there's kind of our like inner lineage DNA and then there's like our soul DNA that kind of gets reactivated um and so it's so cool we can work on that with acupuncture like That's there's awesome. ways especially when you're working with I got trained by one of my teachers Mickey Osenki he created esoteric acupuncture so it's based on sacred geometry and the chakras and um, kind of embedding the tree of life onto people. And I use it for, for that reason to really kind of safely 
really open up to receive and then and then release because you can't really open up unless you fully release and vice versa you can't release until you really open up so um with acupuncture i mean we can really move things that are just really tucked in there but you really have to be careful you don't want to like start like digging in right away i work with a lot of um, vietnam veterans and a lot of cancer patients and so and a lot of ptsd so you're, you have to be really careful like you have to really Makes make sense. sure that person feels safe yeah one of my first that That takes time well one of my first questions was like where do you start and it kind of sounds like based on what we've been talking about your trauma and your internal like pain that you might be holding that might not you don't feel it physically but it's still in you um might be a good place to start when you're preparing the palace so to speak i mean i think it depends on the person you may not even be aware of it i think most of us walk around like you know, with their shoulders up and like, I like clenched my butt for years. Like, I don't even know why, you know? (laughs) So like, I think like some of it is just reactionary. Some of it, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but I think that's why working with someone and there's, there's lots of great people that you can work with to do this. But I think every, like really asking that question, you know, and that sometimes isn't something that you really do start with because it's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So you'll find that someone who has, you know, horrible IBS, like what's the stomach? The stomach is about processing and digesting. And, and so what are they not able to process and digest and eliminate? What are they, what can they not large intestines all about letting go? So it's like, what, what are they having trouble with letting go? Mm. And so you kind of take the physical in, in the Chinese medicine perspective. Um, you kind of take the physical and you see their symptoms and you just do a little more like, like digging, you know, it's kind of fun. Like it is like an interview, you know, and you just kind of, that's why some of my new patient appointments are sometimes two hours because I'm just like, like, I love talking to people. I love their stories. And you'd be surprised what comes out in like the second hour mm-hmm. or like after 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. That reminds um, me so much of when I interviewed a midwife, um, and that was her process too. It's not like when you go see an OBGYN who have like 30, 40, 50 patients to see in a day, maybe, Um, A midwife sits with you for hours and they really get to know you because they understand they're going to be with you for one of the most intense experiences of your life, which is giving birth. And um, they want to make sure they even like she she even said, I want to know what makes you laugh. Like, I want to know you so well. Oh, that is really sweet. Yeah. So um, her (laughs) her name is Pamela. She's in Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, she lives in Tennessee, but um, it would be nice if she lived closer and we could all see her. Um, but yeah, yeah I think. I figure out how to deliver babies virtually. Yet. Yeah. I mean, that's next year, maybe. Yeah. Oh, so God. We'll, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I have seen on Instagram people just. Is it called free birthing? Is that a thing? Is that what it's called? When they like just give oh, birth God. by themselves at home? I listened to this podcast about it, and the whole uh, idea behind it is to, like really empower you. Like, don't allow anyone to feel like that you need them to give birth right or that they know you yeah exactly like you you know better than yourself and I totally hear that but I'm also like that's one of the beautiful advancements of where we are where it's like you have these you know like what if something came out like you you know just like to have that little bit of an advantage to keep you and your baby safe but I mean I hear you know I hear both sides yeah it's just oh I totally agree and to each his and her own um but I think I, I, I do personally, I would like someone who's been trained in it to like guide me along because I think that 
there's so many emotions and so many things that like, oh, is this normal? Oh, yeah, that's normal. You know, like you would, you know, it's just yeah, and you're not in your right mind. You know, I, I feel like you're also, I, I don't want to say not in your right mind, but you're like, and survival you're mode. going through yeah. this like intense thing and to have someone who's like, oh, take a sip of water even, just someone to like be thinking logically, yeah. I think has value. Yeah. Or giving you like a little yeah. joke because they know what yeah. makes you laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love, I mean, I love doulas and, uh, as well. I think that's so amazing. One of my dear friends is actually on a different topic. She's a death doula, mm. which is helping people transition to the next phase, which I just think is really beautiful that people... Um, that's the, you know, they've dedicated their life to helping that transition. Yeah. Um, anyway, but, but, um, but yeah, I think that, um, I think that whoever you're working with, whether it's your midwife, OBGYN, you know, functional medicine, acupuncturist person, like you have to feel safe and heard and validated and not rushed. Cause I think that, um, that creates that feeling of I'm not safe. And I think, you know, we're really working on the first and second chakras, which is all about safety and reproduction. And so really working on that on some level and choosing your team wisely so that you feel heard. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of my training in functional medicine is by men. Um, and sometimes I'm hearing these lectures and I'm like, God, I'm terrified, you know, and this is stuff I know so much about the body. And I'm like, wow, I could deliver this information so much better. Like, cause I was just, I'm taking one on, um, fertility right now, like advanced fertility, functional medicine. And I'm just like, oh my God, like it just, it's, it's like, I think the way things are delivered is really important. So like choosing someone really warm and wants to like educate you is super important. So I know I actually was thinking about how nice it would be to have like a whole database of like just a quick 15 minute interview with every female healthcare practitioner just to like source through like yeah. who will I align with like because totally. you have to do that totally. anyway um but it would be nice if that was already done for us <laughs> well I think that's where you know my practice is totally built on referrals so you know the past year is like when I've been more doing more I guess marketing um type stuff but so everyone who who traditionally has come to me is that they know me from someone else um and then I am super embracing of Western medicine. So like when people work with me, like I also have a great OBGYN. Um, I'm still looking for a midwife. I, I think I have one. I have a couple um, that I'm going to like interview, um, but like dermatologist and GI doctor and their colleagues, you know, I think this is really like, and I just spoke to um, an endocrinologist at Cedars the other night. His name is also Dr. Cohen. It was very, it was very satisfying. Like, hello, Dr. Cohen. Hello, Dr. Cohen. It was very nice. Um, But, you know, we, I love my patients so much. And she, you know, she was having some hormonal issues. And we, after work, we sat for an hour and we just talked on the phone, just me and the other doctor. How can we get her feeling better? That's amazing. What do you think about the labs? And it's like, to me, that is what medicine should be. And I think that it's just so lacking because we're like, confined to this model of like see as many people as possible and just fix symptoms right well when it comes to exactly when it comes to like endometriosis and pcos specifically too with those symptoms being all over the map you know if you have acne you're going to see a dermatologist and and then if you're dealing with another issue you're going to go see another doctor and none of them are talking to each other so i actually interviewed the founder of of the tia clinic i don't know if you've heard of them they just opened here in la they started in new york 
and they actually it's it's for women only and and they have a clinic it's like a naturist or a naturopathic and it's like and like maybe one more so it's like a team and they're your whole care team and they're all under one roof and it's like a monthly fee and they accept most insurances and it's they're like starting that conversation like these are all the people that should be talking to each other when they're taking care of you um and so I just I love that idea and I love what you're saying I love that you're building that on your own for your patients which is such a huge benefit I'm so picky you know (laughs) yeah no have your own vetting process I was referring to one doctor and he was very dismissive of one of my patients and I like called him up and I was like well never call me back however um (laughs) But super, we're super through. Anyway, I just stopped sending people. Yeah. Um, but uh, take that. <laughs> but that's like, I'm like such a nice person. I feel like that's like the worst. Anyway, um, I will, yeah, so I will like hand select. And a lot of the doctors are doctors that I see myself. And I, I love the idea of everyone being under the roof. But I also understand that like, I sometimes want people to see the top person at Cedars or mm-hmm. the top brain surgeon at, at, um, at uh, Providence, Providence, um, St. John's, you know, mm-hmm. and like, so having these, because, you know, stuff happens and I love, I love, I love the idea of community and we do have it at source point, um, for sure. And I'm primary care. Um, but like, I just feel like if someone is having GI issues, I want the best GI doctor for them. And I'm going to call that GI doctor and be like, I'm sending this person over mm-hmm. and if they can't get in. I call and they get in. Like, so it's That's like, amazing. I feel, it is, it is concierge, even though I don't call it that, but I think that, um, it's just cause I grew up in LA and I'm a nice person and I love relationships. And I think that that to me is what medicine should be. It's mm-hmm. just the people. And I love that they're doing that in house. That's really awesome. Well, I'm um, definitely going to be calling you if I, I ever need a referral. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, please do, please do. I, I, I love my people, so. Yeah, well, um, getting into yeah, kind of how you start talk, that conversation about fertility, I reviewed your form, your intake form, and it's super thorough. Yeah. Like, it's amazing, the information that you would gather yeah. just from that alone. Um, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about it specifically, um, yeah. about... If someone comes in and they're pretty sure they have endometriosis, how do you mm-hmm. begin working with them? Or what are your follow-up questions? Like, how do you continue that conversation? So, I mean, part of the form um, that wasn't, it is a form that is from my mentor, just so I, I oh, always okay. like to give credit or credit. Susan. Good, I didn't yeah. It. <laughs> uh, but I, with his permission. Um, <laughs> so I think that I sort of start where everyone is. So I love Pima Chodra and her book, Start Where, start where You Are. And, so great if you haven't read it so good <laughs> anyway um so sometimes people come to me and they're like I've been diagnosed with endometriosis like you know five years ago um my last visit to the um gynecologist was two years ago um I might suggest that they get a you know get their physical with the just to see what's the anatomy and like what's going on I see a lot of people who have like endometriosis, fibroids, I had polyps, um, personally, I got rid of herbs. Um, so I like when people can do ovarian cysts, like do a transvaginal ultrasound and just take a peek at the area and just make sure there's no obstructions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. With endometriosis, it's actually quite treatable with Chinese herbs and acupuncture. Um, but I, because of the, also the ability to run labs, I really work on, um, a lot of it's caused what we call estrogen dominance. 
So the body basically, it, it impairs the detoxification and estrogen builds tissue. So it tends to build and build and build. There's also some anatomical situations where sometimes um, people will, with, with their periods, instead of they, some of the, the period tissue will go outside of the uterus into other areas. And so just looking at the structure, I think is always a good place, but I could, the thing with Chinese medicine is right away day one with acupuncture and herbs, like we can get, start the process of like helping to um, balance hormones. We, we balance hormones, we don't run, and if you're looking from the Chinese medicine, we don't say, oh, this is for estrogen dominance, this formula, like we, we see it in a different model. We see it as balancing the harmony between the spleen, the liver and the kidney. And um, so, so it's just a different medicine, but it's like, I, I, I talk about them in a Western way so people understand them. But yeah. I basically will probably start with a formula based on, you know, we diagnose by their tongue and pulse um, and symptoms. So just kind of seeing like, you know, sometimes endometriosis can be, there's too much cold in the womb. So they might need some warming herbs or there might be stuck blood. We call it blood stagnation. So herbs to move the blood. Um, and then as we're doing that, I will order labs or, um, you know, and if I want them to get their physical, they haven't got their physical um, gynecological exam. I'll also like to work with their, whoever they're working with, whether it's a midwife or OBGYN and just kind of um, collaborate with them. Um, and I, I tend to run like pretty comprehensive labs, like thyroid, thyroid inflammation markers, food sensitivities. I do a lot of microbiome, um, which is like looking at stool tests and um, just see if there's any underlying infections mm -hmm. and things. So with endometriosis, I think that it is, if you just did acupuncture and Chinese herbs alone, it can be very successful. It's just that I have this other tool to enhance the, the ease and the like how to kind of move through it. Mm -hmm. And I do know, like I do have people that have endometriosis and have healthy children, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's just kind of um, why not kind of take the take the journey to just to look under the hood, so to speak, to see like what's happening. Yeah. And then fix the underlying issues of why there might be some estrogen dominance and estrogen dominance creates more tissue. So we need to kind of, a lot of that is balancing blood sugar. And a lot of that is, um, you know, making sure there's not anything else going on that's impairing the detoxification process. So everyone's unique, you know, and that's, that's why you have to, to work with someone who's going to spend time. Mm -hmm. Um, so for yeah. me right now, I'm doing a heavy metal detox, um, mm -hmm. as I told you, and mm -hmm. what our process is we discussed is I'm going to do this heavy metal detox and then give it like a couple weeks or whatever to kind of like regulate and then we're gonna go through essentially what you're saying just to prepare the palace yeah. and like just getting all like the food sensitivities all that and how long does just so we don't have to talk about it tomorrow either but um how long does that whole process take like so after a heavy metals detox and that's something that i'm doing through one of my other yeah. doctors um so like the detoxification process then what are the following steps and in what order would that be most appropriate for someone who is like trying to get the most pristine palace? palace. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, sorry. Don't forget to um, ask me about the, the, the pearls you sent yes, me. Yes. And uh, we will. We'll get to those that. Those are really cool. I looked at all. Those are all Chinese herbs. So I, anyway, ask me later. Okay. We'll go into later. that. 
So the, all of everyone who works with me, I'm always working on fertility with acupuncture. We're always, so the way that I practice is classical acupuncture. So it's very much based as earth is the center and earth is digestion. So it's all about really enhancing your ability to absorb your nutrients, break them down, turn that into nutrient rich blood and send that to your, um, you know, to all the organs, all your organs, but you know, of course, like your uterus and ovaries and everything. And if you're a man, um, <laughs> the other parts. Um, so, you know, we're already doing it, you know, like, I think that like working together, like for a while, like we've been preparing you in that way. Um, I think that I do start with, you know, more like I, I, I said, um, like the questionnaire that I use just to kind of see like, what information we have um, already and what things that we might need to explore because I think everyone's a little different. Um, and then I do want to do like a comprehensive blood panel, like just looking at, um, because a lot of people have hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's is super common. I have so many people with Hashimoto's. I have Hashimoto's. Um, so really, really um, strengthening the immune system. Just see where, see where we're at, you know? Mm -hmm. Like blood work works good, you know, and you're not having any symptoms. There's no, there's not like, okay, now you're ready. It's kind of like, like, you know, okay, you've been trying for a while and it's not happening. Okay. Let's, let's look a little deeper. But I think that to maximize things, I would say first, like running comprehensive labs with a functional medicine doctor who will look at it. We use much more narrow ranges. So like a regular Western doctor would be like, you're fine. And it's like, no, like you're not like, and if, and really like really almost um, as you say with the crystals, juicy with me, like juicy with you, like really, um, you know, and, and I know that um, Madison is not like the biggest fan of Chinese herbs. So we would juice her up. I usually would use like blood tonics and chi tonics, but you know, we would do maybe some Western herbs or some other things based on her labs, like what would be most appropriate. Um, and then I do like, there's a test that um, there's, oh God, I, if I could just run every test, I would. So it kind of depends on people's budget. Yeah. <laughs> I try to work with them where they're at. Um, but I do like if they're having some inflammation issues, like Madison's already tested for heavy metal. She's, worked, she's clearing out her detoxification pathways. That's already really great because that's going to help with that estrogen balance. Um, and then like just help with like PMS and heavy periods and, and all those things that can be caused by deter, uh, deter, uh, impaired detoxification pathways. And then things like looking at your water, you know, are you having plastic? You know, what are the things that you're around? Cause you just did all this work for a detox. So let's make sure you're drinking good water. You have clean air, um, your environment is safe. You know, I work, I have a um, condition where mold sets my immune system off and my immune system goes crazy. Like just making sure there's your space, there's not water damage. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, there's a test called the NutriVal with Genova Labs. It's great because it tells you like what nutrients you need specifically. It's a blood and urine test. Um, and it's nice. So I have people that can come to your house and take blood. So it's like, it's nice. So you don't have to go to a lab. Um, <laughs> so we kind of see what nutrients you need. Um, and then if someone's having like, you know, some gut issues or some anxiety and depression, maybe some congestion or some bloating, I'll usually do a stool test just to like, because the floor of your vagina is in your gut. So you, so optimizing your gut and your, and the immune system of your gut is really important, but I can see if you're fighting a bacterial or a viral infection just from your basic labs. So, you know, if you're not having gut symptoms, you're not having elevated uh, neutrophils, which is a sign that there's an overgrowth of uh, bacteria, 
then I'm like, you know, you're probably fine. But if I see some elevation, I'm like, you know, we should probably just see what's going on because we just want to make the environment like super cozy, you know, Mm -hmm. have like the best nourishing things and also like nothing that shouldn't really be there. Um, so, you know, and then, yeah. And then I might sometimes we have friend food sensitivities. If, if people are having some of the issues that are, um, brain fog, it's a big one or just like, you know, um, for me, my thing was always that we get like anxiety with things. So that was my marker of like, Oh, my immune system's on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think it just kind of, um, like everyone's different, right? Yeah. But I kind of have my pillars that I kind of go to, like, are they an environment in their environment that feels like safe and supported? And like, how's their relationship with their partner? Do they feel heard? Do they feel, you know, um, like they're having a team or they feel like they're carrying the weight is you know, their boundary issues or there's some things that, you know, standing more in your power. We can do that with acupuncture. We can really help you step up mm-hmm. in, in your power. Um, you know, as far as acupuncture, we work on strengthening the blood, strengthening your life force, um, strengthening your ability to absorb your food to make more nutrients, and um, really working on um, calming that fight or flight that's in the body and activating the rest and digest. So mm-hmm. um, activating the vagus nerve. Um, there's so much. There's so much. I mean, that's yeah. what's so awesome is that like, I'm kind of like, here's the menu. This is what I suggest. But like, you know, we could start here and then think about this and like, like go go check out Madison and I want you to go see Madison and get these crystals. You know, <laughs> this that. is gonna help. And you know, you need this, you know, amazing mala that she has at her shop. <laughs> I love that. It's a good um, menu. So I think really partnerships and making people feel like they're part of a community. I do send a lot of people um, like I said to Marisol, because I do feel like there is a lot of womb healing that needs to be also address and the cool thing is that it doesn't take that much time so just to circle back to your question like how much time it's like well it kind of depends how you feel and what your labs say and you know the body's super resilient you know so i think i i've seen people get pregnant that do not take care of themselves at all so that's what i was just gonna ask you and something we talk about too is just like okay, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves with like the laundry list of things that we could do um, because we could very well get pregnant, have a healthy baby just in our own bodies where they're at right now. Like if there's nothing really prevalent that we're dealing with physically or emotionally or whatever, but why are there some people who can just get pregnant and then these other people who like have all these Um, other issues? I don't know. I I (laughs) I can tell you. Um, But I think that like sometimes less is more, you know, where it's like we overstress about yeah. these things. And I think like, I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm driven by data. You know, I like to know everything. So I'll go down the rabbit hole as far as people want to go if they're having infertility issues. Um, but I have to say, just with acupuncture and herbs, I've had a lot of success. It's mm-hmm. just that like sometimes just with this, you know, with the day and age and all the stress and everything, there's just some other things that, you know, it would be nice to kind of look at because we just, I can't, I'm not that good yet where I can just look into someone's body and be like, Oh, like, you know, you you need to, we need some liver support or whatever. Like I can tell by their pulse if they need liver support, but I can't tell you like their numbers. Right. And you definitely don't want cool because I can switch back and forth. So it's like, yeah, like, if people are overwhelmed, they're like, I just want to start with acupuncture and herbs and like feel great. I'm like, that's awesome. And like, here's a prenatal and here's some vitamin T let's go, you know? But I think it, it, to me, it feels like, like 
I just don't want to, if, if there's Hashimoto's or something, I just don't want to like have them have something that maybe they could have gotten pregnant sooner if we just had some of, some of those labs done. So, so that's why it's like, where do you start? Well, it's just where they're at, you know? Mm-hmm. And then just see, like, I can tell, like, if someone is feeling overwhelmed, like, let's just start super simple, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, here's a great book. And like, even just talking about like cervical mucus and different things like people like don't know, like, Oh, like mid cycle, you do get like a thicker cervical mucus. People are like, Oh, I thought I had infection. I'm like, no, that's normal. It's actually a good sign, you know? So just kind of some education. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that alone, just, just doing, even if you're feeling good and you're not really worried about it yet, but you also haven't started trying. So you're not even sure if you are going to have issues or not just doing like a quick little, head to toe, like run down, yeah. like how's everything looking? Cause especially you don't want to discover these things while you're pregnant or postpartum or then dealing with the stress of children. Like if you are having issues and ad- addressing them, I think before pregnancy, of course, has a lot more value. Um, cause you know, yeah, but you can, you can during, I mean, I treat people a lot, um, you know, herbs and stuff. You have to be careful during pregnancy, but I mean, I treat people with acupuncture their entire pregnancy people who have like Lyme disease and different, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, or like sciatica, you know, just, other problems like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just saying that like, people who have more in depth issues, mm-hmm. like still get pregnant and have healthy babies because they're supported with the acupuncture. And, you know, we've worked on their system for a while and a while could be just a few months, you know, it doesn't need to be like years and years. Right. Um, and the postpartum, you know, knowing it is a different, like it's a, it's like the, the fourth trimester or tr- fourth trimester oh yeah you're right that doesn't make sense whatever you know it's it's really like it is so different and i think just really understanding like yeah like like okay um because there is a lot of things changing and yeah you know that is something that i do want to really focus on um because i do a lot of prenatal um, and, you know, preparing palace type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really want to focus, you know, and then next, like probably within the next two years, like really specializing in postnatal, because I think there's just not enough out there about, they're like, here's a baby, here you go. Like, yeah. like, just like really, really holding space for that. And so I'm really excited about that. And I've been studying a lot about that and, um, with functional medicine and just how to kind of rebalance and, um, you know, so, so there's just lots of things. There's lots of fun things to do. Uh, it doesn't all have to be scary. It's more to me, it's like detective work. Like, all right, right. what's our goal? Where you want to, like, we can do this. We can do this. I, I recommend this. And so it's really, it's really about like me and the person I'm working with. Yeah. And like a team. Like if they feel overwhelmed, I step back because mm-hmm. I get super excited and I'm like, Oh, well, we could also do this. <laughs> and if there's Epstein bar, we should test for that. And it's for this. And they're like, um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal so, with the pearls? Is that part of the, okay. Oh, so I know, but like, how does that, what okay, are they? So I sent these over to Dr. Amanda. Cause I was like, what, is this a good thing? Cause I always want to be skeptical about messing with anything I'm putting in my vagina. Yeah. Like what is going on? Is it good for me? Yeah. Is it, could it, it could be overkill. Like if you don't feel like there's anything wrong. So essentially I found these through this company called embrace Pangea and they explain on their website. It's, um, since our womb holds like emotional and physical and spiritual trauma and pain, it's good to detoxify. And I was more thinking about it, like, especially after a period, if you're not using maybe if you are using tampons even if they're organic you're still putting something foreign up your vagina like maybe it's a good time to just detox um 
and and it shows you on the website the before and after like of clients. That's very satisfying. It's like a neti pot equivalent for like, your vagina. Like, like they see for- what comes out. Like you, sh- they show you yeah. what comes out. It's intense. And so I just wanted to know more about it. What are your thoughts? Obviously, you did some digging, like you okay, said. So I totally geeked out and looked up every herb. <laughs> okay, um, cool. And I was like, this is really cool. Like what you know, I. That's the thing is like I learn stuff from people every day. So. Um, they are all Chinese herbs, which is awesome. Um, it's a really balanced formula. So I'm just looking at my notes. So that's why I'm avoiding, I'm not avoiding eye contact. I'm just <laughs> <looking at> <laughs> um, so basically a lot of stuff in Chinese medicine, um, we have kind of pathogens, right? So we have heat, too much heat, too much cold, too much wind, too much damp, too much fire, um, too much dryness. So a lot of stuff because of just the emotional... The body, they see the body as a triple heater. So we have kind of the, the heater below, like our uterus, um, the mid heater, which is like your digestive system and the upper heater, which is your like heart and lungs. Um, it's called valve or, or three heaters. Um, so the lower heater tends to get like steamy, essentially. Like, okay. We call that damp heat. So a lot of um, these herbs when we, a lot of like yeast infections and bacterial infections, BB, a lot of those things. I had vulvodynia for years. So I had some like weird ass yeast that didn't come up on a culture. Um, so I found out in a stool test, by the way. Um, so we see it all as, um, as damp heat. Mm. Um, sometimes it's damp cold, but mostly it's damp heat. So, so these herbs basically, um, I looked them up. So it's a really actually quite well balanced. So there's some herbs in there. Um, the ostol, it's called she, uh, Shuan Zip, and it um, dry, Z. I always say Z, but it's supposed to be Z in Chinese. I have really bad um, pronunciation. So this one actually is the only herb that actually like helps get rid of colds because colds sometimes can also be like any pain that we have like in the uterus. So that's the only one um, that so that formulas are very balanced so that one kind of like keeps it from um you know getting too uh too cold in there too cold yeah i was gonna say (laughs) Um, and then the stemma root is called baibu that gets rid of parasites and toxicity um that's another one the cochia uh that's actually anti-cancer and that clears heat, stops itching, helps with urinary issues. There's motherwort in there, which helps if there's like old stuck blood, clots, like drains that out. Um, there's another one called Tufu Ling, which helps get rid of toxicity. Donggui, it's like the number one women's herb. It's awesome. Um, it's also, you might see it spelled as like Donggui. Um, that is angelica root. It strengthens the blood. Um, it also has a little bit of a warming, so it balances out that other herb. Mm-hmm. Um, it produces swelling. And Xuan Shang, that moves blood, so old blood moves it out. And then the last one is camphor, which helps to, it's so cool. It actually opens, we call it opens the orifices. So this is a way to, when you talk about, again, that trauma, it, it the description in Chinese medicine, it unblocks closed disorders. So when people are holding too much and they're too closed, the camphor opens it up. So it's actually a freaking awesome formula. And does that I'm like gonna, allow I'm try it myself by um, like opening it up? Does that allow for stuff to like be pulled out? Is that kind of like the, yes. okay. The so reaction. it takes what's stuck and unblocks it. So you have a formula that's like, I, you know, I haven't tried it, but 
it looks cool. And I, I, I would, I would probably, I, I always try stuff first myself before I recommend it mm-hmm. to people. So I'm going to try it. But it's, as far as the formulation of it, it's very, I mean, I'm an herbalist too. So I looked at like, it's very well balanced and mm-hmm. well designed. Um, so yeah. So would you think, I think it's great. like, I know, I, I know you said you want to try it. Like, would you think that you would do that like after periods or just once every six months or just like when you're kind of feeling off or I don't know if I would do it every month you know like I think I I have to see what you know I have to see like also if you feel good yeah sometimes I want to mess around with it you know so if you're someone that maybe gets yeast infections or BV um that's I I use another um it's it's developed by a um a naturopath called Vitanica used to rest and that actually it has boric acid and some other homeopathic things and that that I will I recommend a lot for people it's a really well-designed formula um, it doesn't do like the magical stuff that you're saying where it like clears it out and, mm-hmm. and all that but it helps balance the pH mm-hmm. um, so I do think with with vagina like really if she's happy let her be mm-hmm. um, but if you're having some sort of chronic issue it may be helpful, but it might be like good to talk to an acupuncturist and herbalist just to like, I mean, these things, they're, they're Americans and I, I'm American. So I say this, but like, we will overdo it. Mm-hmm. We'll be like, Oh, so much stuff. So they're just like, like, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, like I would think that it would probably be a good thing to do almost like I could see after the period, cause it's like just clearing out whatever didn't clear out, but almost like before your period to like, kind of open things up so that mm. it like creates the path. It's almost like um, how Ganesh creates the path for Lakshmi. It's like, I feel like it's like, um, because that's the time in your cycle where everything's building up and mm-hmm. your detox pathways are more like clogged. And so it feels like I'd probably do it, not when you get your period, but if you kind of know when you're gonna get it, like like maybe bef- like right before then, because after your period, it tends to be a time when you're more depleted. Um, and that formula is very detoxifying. Mm. So that's why it's just, I mean, cause the thing is it may be everyone's different, right? So just that, that's probably how I would use it, but I think you would be fine using it after your period too, if you're intu- intuitively guided. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. I was like so curious. I've, I've known about them for so long and I just was like, what is this? Is this good? Is this yeah. something I should be doing? I mean, basically with all of this stuff, it's like add it to the list of stuff I need to try and do. It's just so much. Yeah, you can't, you can't get overwhelmed. That's yeah. why it's like, like nice just to talk to someone. It doesn't yeah. have to be me just to kind of bounce some stuff off because there's a lot of great things out there. It's just sometimes we'll overdo it. Like mm-hmm. people come to me with like 20 different supplements. I'm like, ooh, no, your body can't process all this. So... <laughs> I have a quick question. So with my partner, and I, you know, I wanted him to do a heavy metal detox too because he's gonna be half of this baby and I want it to be super <laughs> yummy. And I'm doing my part to make my pals nice. And for him, what would something to like clean up his sperm? Like what would make it like just the juiciest, uh, luciest the juicy of Chinese sperm? Herbs, man. Chinese, Chinese herbs. herbs. So good. So we have, okay, I'm going to get like Chinese theory on you. But I also think we should come up with a name for like the male preparing, like preparing the couch or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell him like, babe, we're going to prepare your pouch. And he's like, what? Go with it. Okay. So 
we, the way Chinese medicine, this is like, and Madison's going to be learning this and the course she's taking with me, but um, so we come into this world with this idea of essence. It's also called Jing, J-I-N-G. And so Jing is almost like your, it's your life force. It's your genetics. It's your blueprint. And it's also something that is, comes to you from your parents. It's kind of like your savings account. And so we call Jing, we call it pre-heaven essence. So this is basically your, determines like aging and vitality. And so what happens is because we're not properly nourishing our bodies and eating the right foods and getting the right rest and setting boundaries and exercising and all these wonderful things, we start to tap into that. Um, and it's related to the kidneys. It's stored in the kidneys. So with Chinese medicine, what we do, so there's pre-heaven essence, which is like that jing where you come into the world, um, your, your genetics, life force, fertility, and then the post-heaven essence, which is all the nutrients that you get from your, that build the chi, your life force, um, so your engine. Mm -hmm. So with Chinese medicine, what we do is we kind of refill the cup of the jing. We have herbs that actually strengthen essence. And essence is connected to eggs and sperm. And so we want to make sure your digestion is good so you're getting all that nutrients that you need. And you, you know, you're working with someone who actually helps you with lifestyle and, and mindset and all of those things and um, just really rooting for you. Um, but also we can put that back with acupuncture and Chinese herbs. So with sperm, I'm always like, let's just like really like for women and men, let's like really work on the kidneys. Let's really work on that essence and that jing and fill that back up because that that rejuices you in the sense and then also strengthen the blood, which is another really important thing. And, um, you know, your, the, your, your digestion because getting bigger bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is something a lot of guys don't do the labs. I encourage them to, um, yeah, it's been like pulling um, teeth to get Rick to do it. Yeah. Like, so the, what the hell? The, they kind of find the herbs fun. There's also this formulation by this, I, I'm really, I'm picky about referrals and like doctors and clinicians and everything. I'm also really picky about supplements. So I like choose the best. So there's a company I work with that's based out of the UK and they have, they're called Health Aid and they have this formula called Male Max. And it's like, it's kind of, I kind of will, depending on if, if this is, if this is someone who tends to be a little more lethargic or whatever, like this just helps kind of juice them up a little bit. So um, again, I usually can, I look at their tongue, feel their pulse. If they don't come in virtually, I just look at their tongue, get a system, a, a symptom assessment, see what things need to be strengthened. Um, but then if they want to do labs, I mean, that's the best. Cause then you can really be like, oh man, we really need to boost your vitamin D or, you know, there's some inflammation here. Let's bring that down. Cause then it's putting your best foot forward. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've had a lot of people, um, have successful pregnancies without the partner like being involved in the process but it's just like it's so much better if they can totally um well the thing that I wanted so, to ask you I mean that so with sperm obviously it's made every day like it's new so you kind of I feel like in my mind that makes me think okay so there are like things that you can be doing that improve it day by day right like whereas yeah. we are born with all of our eggs so I it was my impression that while we can you know, improve our internal body and our womb, like, can we actually improve the quality of our eggs the way men can improve the quality of their sperm? 
Yeah, the ones that, yeah, the ones that you still have, yeah. (laughs) The The few I have left. (laughs) Sorry, the ones I left, that's fine, you know, but, um, yeah, you can. You know, I've worked with some people with, like, uh, it's called, like, premature ovarian failure, like, some, like, really, you know, some scary, it just means they, they are low on eggs. We can't make more eggs, but we can make the ones that we have when you really work on the, the essence and the jing and also, like, everything around it just give it give them more nutrients like it does give you a more like better chance because I do have people that can currently work with me and they do IVF you know I mean I'm not I I love like working together so it's just like if they're doing like I have people where you know we'll, we'll boost up everything and then they'll get their egg retrieval or I have people that are freezing their eggs and so we really I'll, I'll do yeah, formulas based on what sense. they need to really like get them as juicy as possible and then that's what you get so so you can't increase the quantity but you can right. increase the quality no that makes so, so much sense for people who are thinking of freezing their eggs to yeah, to work no, with you huge. to improve the quality before you get the retrieval yeah. that makes so much sense um, and also to prepare the pouch prepare that pouch yeah <laughs> i'm so into that phrase <laughs> I think we should coin it. Yeah. I think I think that's it. That's the yes. one. Yes, um, and then the other thing that you mentioned when you were talking about what you do, you said that you can do acupuncture over Zoom or over the phone. How does that work? Yeah, so that was kind of something I was just playing around with um, before COVID. So um, basically, I, I've been... Uh, what, is what is it, Madison? Initiated in Reiki? What's the linear, like when you're, what is it? I've got ignited, you know, whatever you get. Oh, you yeah, know, you get, when you get certified. Sworn in. Um, no, it's when you, when you in. get, yes, like, when you get Reiki just, certified, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like in. Lineages. Yeah, I forget what it's called. It's like initiation. But yeah, it something along those lines. It sounds like a frat or something. No, yeah. It's not like that. So I have been, I, from different lineages of Reiki, um, over the years, I've just, added knowledge and, and been trained by various different people. And so last year, was it last year? No, 2019, um, my dear friend, Andrea, who's now in Brazil, um, I got uh, reunited by her. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I just started to think, you know, if I, and I don't know if like, basically with Reiki too, you're able to heal people anywhere in the world. Um, so that you can do with Reiki if people are listening and don't know what Reiki is. But, um, so I was thinking, well, if you're able to kind of access people's energy fields anywhere in the world and heal them, why can't I get more specific and add in the acupuncture points and the meridians? Because then I can really like work on clearing pain and like boosting immune system. And so I started just playing around with that with my friends in Canada and New York, a lot of people in New York, and it was more like just things like headaches, like insomnia, um, a low energy brain fog, anxiety. Like I was like, wow, this works the same. Like you don't actually need needles. And you know, I still use needles like in person. Um, but I just started to, what happened with COVID is that people still wanted to come in that they were afraid. I, I stayed open, but, um, but, but they just didn't want to come or there were people in other places that just couldn't get access to healthcare. So I just started to offer this as a service and it just got really popular. And I did a lot of pro bono work with it. Um, 
so I got to practice on people like even as far as like Africa and Denmark and, and wow. you know, migraines, like migraines, like within a few seconds, like crazy. I think it's actually because you're combining Reiki and the meridians and acupuncture. It works so well. So it just really allowed me to work with so many incredible people in a time. It's like, there's so, so much anxiety, so much fear about immune, the immune system, so much PTSD, so much trauma, like just to be able to like do something and, and be able to help them, especially if they didn't want to leave their homes. So yeah. I got super busy doing that. Um, in addition to running a wellness center and seeing my own patients. So, um, I decided I really wanted to teach people how to do this because you really don't need deals. And so you don't need to go to school for eight years. Like I did, you don't need to spend the $400,000 and get like multiple masters and a doctorate. Like you don't need that to help people. So, um, what I did is I partnered with, um, my mentor, Jen Kosh, um, and she is a Reiki master teacher. And the energy that I was been working with in the archetype is of the high priestess. So, uh, Cohen in Hebrew means high priest. So I am the high oh. priestess, uh, but I all of us are, if we want to be, um, but anyway, <laughs> I felt that she really exemplified really embracing the world wisdoms from and healing modalities from cultures around the world and kind of making and uniting them. And so it's called High Priestess Healing and it starts um, next month, February 16th. It's all, you know, over Zoom and it's just training people to do what I do. And it could be anybody. It could be like literally anyone over 13 can learn. Like I'm making it fun and easy wow. um, to like clear pain, boost the immune system, help with PTSD, trauma. Um, but learning it from the Chinese medicine theory. So it's not just like, oh, this point is for headaches. It's like, wait, where's the headache? Because there's like, you could have five different types of headaches because there's different meridians where you get them. So if you don't understand that concept, you're not going to be able to treat pain effectively. Right. So, like there's like the pressure point on the yeah. hand I've heard, but if... Yeah, no, it's like, if you're not, it, you know, it really, I mean, it does, maybe does something, but it's like, I know if you have a headache right here, this is a stomach meridian, so I'm gonna clear the stomach meridian. Where if you had one more here, like on the side of your head, that's gallbladder. So my gallbladder is always clear giving the me headaches. I know, it's always you know? like right here. Yeah, I'll start touching yeah. my gallbladder. So then, you know, <laughs> then you would say, Madison, hey, you know, can you do this? So we're training people first how to do it, how to do it with like, um, Reiki, like on, you really need to know how to feel the body and feel, because we're going over anatomy and stuff like that, but I'm making it fun and not dry. <laughs> um, so you have to kind of, cause the way I do it, I do it in my head. I don't use anything. So I, I can visualize the points cause I know the anatomy. And so, um, level one is really working with that and all hands on. I mean, if you have level two Reiki, you can play around with it, um, virtually, but I feel like it is. I basically condensed like 5,000 pages of, of my very confusing textbooks into like something that's very uh, flowy and clear. Um, so that's it. That's what I'm doing. That's um, so that. Well, I'll definitely include the link to that um, in the podcast notes because I know it's on your website. Um, I'll share yeah. that for anyone yeah. who's interested. And I just think this was so amazing to... I think that if anything, it just gave us a really great picture of also how to advocate for ourselves in certain ways, yes. like kind of think yes. through what to be asking for from our, from our like healthcare providers. Um, and if they do go see someone like yourself who, know, who does functional medicine and or acupuncture, they can still think through about like what might be available to them. So 
so educational. It was so interesting to learn about it. I appreciate it so oh my much. God, it's just so fun. I feel like we could talk for hours. I know. We might have to do a part two about the infradian rhythm. Think we should. Yeah. I love it. Because we yeah, never we got to it. Yes. I know. I say I say VD, I think, but I think that's right. Um, I think, okay, I will say, I feel like she's revolutionary. Like, this is like a, like a teaser for next time. Yes. Um, cause we're going to talk about it. But like <laughs> she has made, and this is what, like, I, I feel as a woman practicing medicine in a very, like Chinese medicine is very masculine. Functional medicine is very masculine. Western medicine is very masculine. And I have feminized it in a way that's like much more nurturing. She's done the same thing with functional medicine. Like she's made it like it's everyone should get that book. Like, it's awesome. Like I, I use the app, even though it crashes all the time, I still really like it. Um, but like it, it really changes the way that you view your body and hormones and that sense of empowerment. Like we really, like, I think we feel so helpless and hopeless to our hormones. I know. Like, oh, it's just hormones. Oh, it's like, well, God. okay. And having compassion for that, but also being like, wow, there's things that we can do to like really help. And sometimes we just don't know where to start. So is this the woman code? Yeah. So she wrote the woman code and then she just came out with a book called in the flow. And the woman code is the only one that I've read. I've just started in the flow and I'm super excited. I listened to a podcast all about it. So I'm like, so excited to dive in, but the woman code blew my mind. I went to an all girls school. So we had a health class. Never learned about any of this. Even in science, biology, never learned about any of this at an all-girls school even. I sent it to my school. I was like, the woman code needs to be part of the curriculum. Totally. This is so messed up, for lack of a better word, that I didn't know this when I got my period or like when I was 14, 15, 16, like that I didn't have the opportunity to learn this about myself. And it's like, you know, that's not, that shouldn't be on us at that age to figure it out for ourselves, especially when we're being taught other I don't want to say less important but (laughs) it's pretty important to understand our bodies and it like helped me get off birth control finally after 10 years I'm so happy I've never looked back and I love her and I just am so excited to get into it with you on the next episode (laughs) tune in could like be like yay um, yeah well thank you so much this was so much fun you guys yeah and, you know we can talk about like whatever you want i'm i'm i love talking about nerdy geeky magical things so love cool it. thank you so much <laughs> thank you Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and share it with a friend. Check out the podcast notes for the links we mentioned in our conversation and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. Thanks for listening.